Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench this Saturday evening on a very, very busy Saturday of sport. We'll wrap up very, very shortly the full times from the Premier League. A great day for Manchester United. Late, late winner against West Ham. They have gone fourth in the Premier League. Marcus Rashford in the 93rd minute for United at Old Trafford. Elsewhere, not such a good day for Cork. They were beaten in the McGrath Cup by Kerry today, 217 to 11 points. We'll hear reaction from that. Aiden was at the game for us. We'll hear from Keith Ricken as well there. We're also going to preview a big day for Munster tomorrow in the Champions Cup. They take on Wasps at Thoman Park at 3.15 tomorrow. We'll preview that very shortly. We're also going to hear from Dylan McGlade of Cork City on Cork City's pre-season campaign and we'll hear from Glanmire Basketball ahead of their big game in the National Cup Final tomorrow too. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It is Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Lots to get through, packed between now and uh, 7 o'clock. But we'll get to as much as we can anyway, certainly, uh, over the next 60 minutes or so. Um, we'll start uh, by wrapping up the Premier League in just a sec. But as I said, we will have reaction to uh, Cork and Kerry in the McGrath Cup as well. Uh, Kerry victorious in what was kind of a dress rehearsal, I suppose, for a Cork and Kerry meeting in the Munster semi-final in four or five months time in May but uh, it was a Cork's day today unfortunately a fairly comprehensive win for Kerry so we have a reaction from uh, Keith Ricken and Jack O'Connor and Aidan will cross to him uh, down in Killarney as well uh, he was at Fitzgerald Stadium for us today we're going to look ahead to Munster and Wasps tomorrow um, it, it, it's going to be in front of a crowd at Thoman Park after the, the lifting of restrictions yesterday uh, that's quarter past three tomorrow so uh, we'll hear from Munster coach Stephen Larkin and we'll hear from Stephen Archer as well there Dylan McGlade is going to join me Cork City's Dylan McGlade. He's uh, been banging in the goals in pre-season for Cork City. Their league campaign gets underway in four weeks' time, 18th of February away to Bray Wanderers. And then the first home game in Turner's Cross is the following week, the 25th, against Galway United. So Dylan will join us later on as well. And uh, we will be turning our attentions to basketball later too. And the address, UCC Glanmire, take on DCU Mercy in the uh, National Cup final tomorrow evening. So we'll be hearing um, from uh, that, that uh, UCC Glanmire camp as well uh, later on. But uh, first of all, let's wrap up the Premier League. And uh, we'll start with the early game of the day. Uh, Stephen Gerrard, he's he's doing good things at Villa. And uh, Duncan Ferguson, after taking over from Rafa Benitez on a temporary basis, at least anyway at Everton, hasn't had a chance to do good things yet. And it didn't happen today. Shane Pennington uh, reports on an Aston Villa win at Goodison Park. Everton nil, Aston Villa won, and just when you thought things couldn't get much worse for Everton, Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard comes to the blue half of Merseyside, and his Aston Villa side take all three points. A solitary goal was enough to spoil Duncan Ferguson's big day, and Emmy Buendia provided it, heading home a Luca Dina cross to add to Everton's woes. The celebrations were marred afterwards as a couple of objects hit Aston Villa players from the home supporters. Everton had chances to equalise in the second half with Charleston, Mina and Godfrey all wasting good opportunities though. They finished Everton nil, Aston Villa won. Yeah, so a good win there for Steven Gerrard. He'll be happy to beat Everton of all teams, won't he, at Goodison Park. So a 1-0 win there for Villa. It was um, very, very late in the game that Manchester United also got a 1-0 win against West Ham. A big, big goal from Marcus Rashford. My God. And it pushes Manchester United above West Ham. Now they have a game in hand over West Ham as well. And they're into fourth spot. Now do bear in mind that both Spurs and Arsenal 
could leapfrog them um, if they were both to win tomorrow. Arsenal playing Burnley, you'd expect a victory for Arsenal there, so they could move into fourth. Uh, Spurs up against Chelsea, by no means guaranteed a victory there, but it certainly could happen. But uh, it was all about Marcus Rashford, all about Manchester United today at Old Trafford, and a 1-0 win. Darren Stanich was there. Manchester United won West Ham nil. United winning back-to-back games for the first time under Ralph Ranić as an injury time winner from sub Marcus Rashford saw them gain a narrow win over top four rivals West Ham. It does feel a big win for the home side who struggled to create many chances against the dogged David Moyes team who would have been happy to take a point back to London. But a positive day for Marcus Rashford who struggled recently. He gets two in two now as Manchester United move to within six points of Chelsea with a game in hand. And yeah, great for Marcus Rashford to get that important goal because he really hasn't been himself this season. So uh, brilliant for United, a uh, great win there. And into the top four again, uh, albeit maybe just for less than 24 hours, but certainly a good three points and uh, hard for three points there against West Ham at Old Trafford. And a good week for United after defeating Brentford in the Premier League earlier on this week too. But uh, a bad week continued for Brentford because they were beaten by Wolves today. And Joshua Adudonker was there. Brentford won. Wolves to a thriller on and off the pitch. Second half goals from Jao Matida and Ruben Neves secured the points for Wolves. A game that was halted for 90 minutes due to a drone flying over the ground. The players had to head to the tunnel in the first half. Ivan Tony made it 1-1 of a gorgeous volley after Martinho's opener. But Neves' strike is the difference. Now three straight wins for Wolves where it's four straight defeats for Brentford. It ended Brentford 1, Wolves 2. Yeah, it's a good win for Wolves there and a big, big win for Newcastle against Leeds in their relegation battle. Adam Jury was watching. Newcastle may still be in the bottom three, but this 1-0 win away at Leeds could prove the turning point in their season. The Whites will be disappointed to have had so much possession yet offer so little in attack. And instead of putting daylight between themselves and the relegation zone, Leeds will now look nervously over their shoulder. The goal was somewhat lucky for the Magpies, but after failing to hold on to a 1-0 lead in their last outing, it's a measure of their character that they were able to withstand the pressure and pick up a valuable three points. Leeds nil, Newcastle won. So that was a good victory for Newcastle there. Um, there's one game ongoing in the Premier League and could there be an upset? Well, it probably won't happen the way the game will pan out. You'd imagine Man City are going to score Rick goals at some stage against Southampton. But 36 minutes into the game at St Mary's, Southampton are winning. They are 1-0 up on Manchester City at the moment and Kyle Walker-Peters got the only goal of the game so far on seven minutes uh, against Manchester City there. So could Man City drop points? Well, at the moment it looks like they will, but uh, knowing Man City, uh, they could end up winning that game 5-1 or something. So let's wait and see. We'll see how that pans out over the next uh, hour or so as well. But uh, elsewhere, sporting-wise today, plenty more happening as well. We mentioned uh, Munster in action against Wasps tomorrow in the Heineken Champions Cup. Well, uh, Leinster were in action in the Heineken Champions Cup today and Leinster cruised into the knockout stages. They had four tries from Jimmy O'Brien and it helped Leo Collins side to a big win against Bath, 64 points to seven. Big, big win there. Uh, elsewhere, Ulster's chances of securing top spot in Pool A have been dashed because the tournament organisers of the Champions Cup, they've confirmed that Racing 92 have been awarded a 28-0 walkover against Northampton, which will see the French side move to the summit of that group. And uh, Northampton now unable to play tomorrow due to a number of COVID cases in their camp. And Ulster host Claremont in Belfast in their final pool game this evening. And in golf, Shane Lowry, he's one shot off the lead after three rounds at the Abu Dhabi Championship. The Offaly man, he had five birdies in a bogey-free round of 67 to move to 10 under par. Thomas Peters is also 10 under going into the final day, while Scott Jemison 
birdie the last to take a one-shot lead at 11 under and Porter Carrington is there as well he's four under after three rounds Rory McIlroy is two under uh, this is going to be fun here now with the tennis uh, trying to pronounce some of these guys uh, and girls names <laughs> but uh, US Open champion Danny Me- Daniel Medvedev, uh, Ved- Medvedev I know him that's Grant uh, he's safely through to the last 16 at the Australian Open tennis uh, the world number two he's the highest ranked player in the competition obviously with Novak Djokovic not being there was a straight sets victor against Botic van der Zanschlup there we go that's not too bad uh, fourth seed Stefanas Tispisas he won in four sets against Benoit Perry and uh, there were wins for Simona Halep for Iga Swatik and for second seed Ariana Sabalenka in the women's third round so hopefully there were close enough pronunciations uh, right uh, we're going to move on now very quickly away from that and uh, to the Cork and Kerry game in the McGrath Cup today and uh, Kerry big win as we said against Cork 217 to 11 points the final score down in Fitzgerald Stadium uh, Aiden was down there for us at the game Aiden Lee and uh, Aiden he joins me now Aiden I suppose um, like it was a good victory for Kerry uh, a comprehensive victory for Kerry but essentially I mean uh, essentially really a, a bit of a preseason game is, is what you call it can uh, either side take much out of it do you think? Yeah, that's the thing, I suppose. That's what the two managers, Jack O'Connor and Keith Ritten, will have to go away and look at. Um, from speaking to Keith after the game, like it, it's quite clear that you know this was a, a challenge game for them, that they were going to play in Kerry anyway. He was saying in a challenge game, if, if this didn't actually have happened, um, it was preparation for the league. And I suppose it's two teams on, on very different paths as well. And they're, they're very different starting blocks uh, coming into the year. And uh, Kerry just showed that they, they are currently at a very different level to Cork, but that, I suppose, t- days like today are only going to help Cork try and get back up to that level again. Absolutely. Um, Cork were never really in it by the looks of it, just uh, keeping an eye on the scorelines all along through the game. And, I mean, Kerry were very, very dominant by the sounds of it for the entire game, really. Yeah, well, there was, it was quite a frantic start. Um, Colm, Colm O'Callaghan actually forced a, a great save from, from Shane Murphy and Kerry Gold in the second minute of the game. And then a couple of minutes later, up the other end, Tom O'Sullivan from cornerback from Kerry just walked through the defence and got a goal and it kind of set the tone for Kerry then. Um, I think it was one four to two points uh, coming into the water break. Mm. And uh, Cork actually kind of came out looking livelier in the second quarter. But then there was a black card for, for Kevin O'Donovan and uh, that 10 minutes in bin period for O'Donovan really allowed Kerry to kick into gear. Uh, they scored, the Kingdom scored 1 2 in the next 10 minutes uh, without reply. Paul Ganey uh, with the goal for Kerry. And then Ganey popped over two more points uh, before half time as well. So 2 two nine to 5 points at half time. Kerry firmly in the driving seat. And it was always going to be really difficult for Cork to, to come back out and try and overturn that. And uh, that didn't really, yeah, they never really got going in the second half. Kerry kind of just cruised through and um, popped over some lovely scores in the second half. Uh, Cork had a, a slight late rally uh, with a few points, I, I suppose. Uh, Brian Hurley being the, uh, Brian Hurley up front uh, when he got the ball was very dangerous. Just didn't get it enough. Mark Cronin was uh, very good as well. Um, I was particularly impressed with Rory Maguire from wing back, um, which we I spoke to, to Keith after, uh, after the game about Rory's game as well, and uh, he was very impressed with him. So there were slight positives um, and they did take a, a couple of scores from Kerry started to ease up towards the end of the game. 
And a big crowd there to watch it as well, Aidan. Uh, apparently 8,000, give or take, uh, at, at the game this afternoon. More than you'd normally expect for a game like that at this time of year. But I reckon just an appetite from people to, to get out and get to games, especially with the big announcement of the restrictions being lifted. Absolutely. Uh, 3,000 more tickets went on sale uh, last night because of the announcement. And as far as I know, they were all sold. So 8,000 tickets sold. Um, and there was a five-minute delay for a McGrath Cup final, which <laughs> is definitely a, a record, and I, I severely doubt that's ever happened before, traffic delay in the McGrath Cup final. <laughs> it's just, I suppose, a sign of the way the GA season has changed as well, that this competition is a much more important pre-season competition now for teams, and like Kerry have played players that, I think, in their first game at this competition, 11 of the players against uh, Limerick were playing against Tyrone in the All-Ireland semi-final, so... Um, teams are definitely using this as a much more serious uh, pre-season competition and using players that will be involved come league and championship unlike years past. And I suppose for Cork, um, it, I suppose it, again, like we were saying there, it, it's a different situation for Cork and there's a lot of players, I suppose particularly when you're looking at St. Finbars, you've guys playing Sigerson and, and also there's a good few injuries as well. Uh, guys are trying to come back from injury for Cork. So, like you can say, look, it's the same thing for Kerry and Jack O'Connor said that as well. Everybody, there's loads of games going on. Kerry were missing uh, and the Gale players who were in um, the other intermediate semi-final. Um, so, but yeah, I think the sign of the, the, the fact that there was such a big crowd is a sign of how important that the, this pre-season competition has become. And yeah, also it was just, it was a great feeling around the place. You know, after uh, the announcement yesterday, uh, there was a good buzz and uh, definitely a massive appetite, and hopefully that carries through now into all the league games around the country. You know, it's it's always good to see good crowds uh, for, yeah. for league games. It, it really does add to it. Um, you can always sense a game petering out, like when, there, when there's a, a small crowd at it. So hopefully bigger crowds will, will bring a, a better league as well. Yeah, we're just a week out from the start of the Allianz League, so uh, hopefully we will see big crowds there. I think we'll see uh, we'll see crowds uh, kind of coming at, at every sporting occasion over the next few weeks. You'd imagine there'll be quite a few at the Munster game tomorrow as well against Wasps and so on. As we said, a week out from the start of the league, Aiden, uh, both teams. It was good preparation for them today. Uh, even though Kerry got the win, I mean, it, it's probably the kind of game that that both of them wanted anyway, as you said earlier. Yeah, like um, it's going to be a very tough game for Cork away to Roscommon first first game of the league. Uh, two teams that will have ambitions of, of trying to get out of Division 2. Um, today will will show them that they have quite a bit of work to do in the week leading up to that. Um, but as, as Keith Rickon said at the end, you know they're not just being obsessed with promotion and getting out of Division 2. They're just going to take each game as it comes and, and hopefully you know there's a lot of young players playing for Cork. It'll be great experience for them. And um, I suppose, yeah, it's just take each game as it comes for Cork and see what they can do in Division 2. It is a very difficult division, like Division 2. Yeah. And it's very competitive. Um, and on the other side for Kerry, uh, it was quite funny at the end, we, we hear from Spike Morley, they're obviously going to, to Newbridge to face Kildare, where Jack O'Connor has just come from, of course, as manager. Uh, that's so right, I think there's, there'll certainly be a bit of bite in that game I'd say so um, yeah it's definitely going to be an interesting opening weekend for the league next weekend Absolutely we'll hear just in, in a second from uh, Keith Rickon and from Jack O'Connor and briefly from uh, Ty Morley as well but uh, just to wrap up Aidan for now um, I suppose it was kind of a dress rehearsal of sorts today for the uh, the Munster semi-final in May uh, when the two teams will meet again Cork and Kerry but I mean I, I think I think both teams could have changed immensely by then it'll be a totally different kind of game won't it? 
hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a, a much more competitive game the next time they meet. That'll be Cork's best barometer for how they've they've done, I suppose, within the next couple of months. Um, and I can imagine that's probably going to be maybe a long-term goal in the back of their minds, how they how they do against Kerry the next time they face them. Can they cut down that scoreline and be more competitive and properly challenge them when they do face them in championship? That's what's going to be... Well, that's what's going to tell you how far Cork football has come this year. And um, obviously, it's Keith Rickens' first season and uh, he's, he's getting his, 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 his feet in under the table at the moment. But um, he's certainly... He's not going to panic. He's a cool and calm guy, you know, speaking to him after the game. Um, so it's, it's going to be hopefully an interesting year for Cork one that, if they can go and, and properly challenge to get out of, of Division 2, will give them a massive bounce going into that Munster Championship game. And, uh, yeah, that's when we'll see uh, how Cork football is done over the next couple of months. It sure is. Listen, Aidan, enjoy the weekend. Thanks for uh, getting all the coverage of the game for us today and maybe get yourself out for a, a, a bit of a night out tonight or something out at the pubs are open, all right? Might do that. Thanks very much, Colin. Nice one. Uh, so, yeah, good win for Kerry over Cork today. Disappointing for Keith Rick inside. Kerry, 217. Uh, Cork, 11 points. The final score in the McGrath Cup down in Fitzgerald Stadium this afternoon. And we're going to hear now from the Cork boss, Keith Ricken, chatting to the media and uh, also to Aidan um, after the game this afternoon. Um, Jack, I know you had a conversation, I suppose, before Christmas sometime there about a possible challenge match before we both started the National League. And we had here Mark this. Now, depending, and we said it, you know, the McGrath uh, final was supposed to be last week, so we weren't in it. We said we'd, so we were there marking this, and we kind of had a system play that we we're trying to bring in as many young guys. Well, I suppose we're on a, uh, like, you know, you can, it was comparing apples and oranges in one sense because we're on a different trajectory at the moment. We're rebuilding, and we have to restart, and we have to refocus and restuff. And, you know, we have a lot, a lot of young lads here today, which is great. Uh, and you know but you're also kind of half worried because you have a lot of guys that are still playing colleges games and stuff like that or just coming after college games so you know I'm in the patient game I have, to, I have to be patient man and I'm you know, and I'm looking at a team that was going out there that if, there was, if that team was named going out in an All-Ireland final that's what you'd be expecting and, the, and most of these guys have played in an All-Ireland final the last couple of years with Kerry so you're, you're, you're looking at a different at a different plateau so I'm just, I was glad to come down and get that experience like you know like if you make a mistake against opposition at that level you'll be punished and it's good for lads to see that and also good lads know that they can stay in the game they know that they can play they can create scoring opportunities we could have conceded another three goals but we didn't we could have scored another couple of goals but we didn't so there's stuff that we have to work on you know but ours is a long term project like even though it's, it's like when we say long term project that doesn't mean that you, do, you, you know you, you, you take the learnings for every day you go out but our job is also when we go out and we try to fix as we go so you have kind of two projects you have the immediate and then you have the long term uh, we have to kind of marry both that's a difficult task in itself but you know we came down here saying that we're going to give out uh, 10 guys a good run out of probably 11 guys and we wanted to give them do that a uh, lot of guys here I think we're 13 or 14 guys who never wore a cop jersey or haven't worn a senior level ever coming out here today I think we played 36 guys in total uh, in the McGrath Cup you know and of that there's nearly 20 of these guys had never played with cock in senior football so that's been a great stuff for us you know we also look, we, we do know that we have several several players that are coming back from long term injury are, are in the throes of long term injury at the moment that will please God come back and they will give us an addition as well we know that we're a couple of years behind in, in, in strength and conditioning in some places and some especially the younger lads so that's going all take time so I, I 
if you ask me what would you like to do on a, on a Saturday down to Clarny like in a beautiful day and, and in, here with a nice crowd playing a lot of good footballers um, and, and doing their best you, you'd buy your arm off at that any time and that's just great and if we could go next week again no, but next week we're up in Roscommon it's going to be doggy dog now and we're going to have a and I looked at the Division 2 league and you know even in my you know lack of managerial expert at, at the county level this is probably one of the toughest Division 2 leagues of all time you know when you see the teams are in it so like you know we have no ambitions to say we want to go up Division 1 this year this is our you know our job is to kind of consolidate to see what we have and can we develop young footballers um, and time you know there will be a time that we will stand out here at some stage with Cork Look obviously as you were saying there earlier um, you're not going to read too much into the results I suppose there was good positives there Rory McGuire in particular must have been happy with how he played Yeah there's a couple of good guys out there Rory we're not surprised at all he's playing he's inside with me himself there in, 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 in MTO and he's a good guy and I'm very fond of him and he's a good footballer he was coming through our ranks here a couple of years ago in the 20s he was always going to be a late developer and I think he's fine you know he's doing great uh, he kicked a couple of good points yesterday I thought some of the lads played very well to our sharp power had a good uh, you know a good entertaining kind of a game for himself he got on a lot of ball and worked hard um, you know I thought overall like you know it was, a, it was lovely to see Joe Grimes play his first game he's played great for Clannacilty this year like, he's going to learn from these things it's going to take time for him like oh, Dan O'Connell's come back after injury it's nice to give him a few bit of time there today as well you know, Brian Hurley's always shown good leadership and goes from good scores. Other guys hadn't such a good game today, but that happens. But they're learning about themselves too. It's not that they're bad players. They're just not fit enough and organised enough at this level yet and that's going to take time that's not going to happen overnight I suppose it's a quick turnaround but is that almost a good thing that it's just straight into oh, preparation well, is, now we would have been playing Kerry today in the league I was just saying that to you right in a challenge match uh, in preparation for the league because that's what you want to do you want to have a good fast hard game and I was happy with that uh, and I'm happy with that game today it's great learning for them look the league will be a big learning curve for us too like you know it's not going to be straightforward just, just turn up and take points like we'll be working hard and any two points we get in the league will be hard, hard won you know so that's where we're at we're, we have a diff- we're on a different trajectory to the boys at the moment but you know once we're going forward and once we're moving in the right direction and once we're learning every week and getting better every week I'm happy with that and you know the rate of growth will be depending on the you know I suppose the conditions and you know the conditions will be you know how we are reacting to the, the leagues and how we are reacting to our challenge matches and how we are reacting to the training that will determine the rate of growth like everything else in life you know? Have you yourself found it uh, an, an interesting experience so far? Yeah well do you know, yeah, I, like yeah well, I'm, you know, every day is a learning day for all of us like if it isn't you might as well not get up at all um, but you know for me I mean I, I, my, my background has always been in coaching um, I suppose over the last 20 years my background in, in my job is managing and organising and that's what I'm doing now, you know. Uh, it's great to see, you know, Johnny and with great staff there. Johnny's a great coach. He's very, very good. and has been very positive with the lads yet and he's made great inroads even in the short period of time. You know, as I've had your share of the goalkeeping coaches and the, the selectors and the lads are doing great work and they are really getting their feet under the table. I'm enjoying working with them, enjoying working with the players. You know, there's an awful lot of work in it, do you know, and then I have to do a job during the day as well, like, which is tough going and there's a lot of work in it. Um, but, you know, as you go along this week now, we'll be hopefully naming a panel shortly for the National League that we see going. So as soon as we get to that stage then, um, you know, we'll have a bit more enjoyable and, you know, to, but like, you know, if you weren't enjoying it, if the players weren't enjoying it, I wouldn't ask them through it. And if I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't be doing it either. So that's, you know, I'll always enjoy it because it's a great opportunity to represent your county. Uh, I am representing Cork from my side of things. The lads are representing Cork from their side of things, their clubs. We all represent our clubs. And uh, yeah, it's a lovely opportunity to do that. But, you know, we also like to see a bit of progress now. And we will do that over time now. Thanks very much. Keith. Okay, my friend.
Yeah, that is uh, Cork boss Keith Rickon speaking to Aidan after the match today. Kerry 217, Cork 11 points. Let's hear now briefly from Kerry boss Jack O'Connor. Look, 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 happy with the deal is because, look, um, any day we get 6,000 people plus I think a cup game is a good deal, you know? Uh, good live league game, particularly in the first half, there was a good clip to it. And um, we got a bit tired and maybe a bit sloppy in the second half. But that's understandable enough because we're training, we're training hard through the McGrath Cup. We had a good good session on, on Thursday night so we, we, we were expecting the lads to get a bit tired and they did in the second half but overall delighted look Cork, Cork um, were, were very lively and, 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 and threatened at times but I was happy enough now with, with our defending I think we kept them to, to 10 points was it 10 or 11 points and um, could have got a couple of more scores ourselves probably missed 2 or 3 goals but look in general 217 is a decent score Jack looking at the, the McGrath Cup over the last couple of games you've you put out strong teams you know when you look at that Kerry you could see them going out in championship is it because the season is so condensed like we said it there to the last six months time somebody would have the Sam Maguire inside in their homes to say Which is, is, is it yeah. because the, is that pressure not there? even that Les. somebody else asked me that question it's not, it's not even that it, it's the fact that we're missing a lot of players at the minute right we have we have, we have about three players injured we have up to last week we had nine players involved with Nagail Stacks and Guinea Guida that's 12 and uh, we were on a panel of, 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 of 35 so 12 from 35 you can you can do the maths like we you know that they're, 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 we play the players and then we have to take Sigerson into account Lazar are playing Sigerson we, we, we were missing them for for the Tipperary McGrath Cup game and um, when you take that into account we have to play the players we have like you know Kerry boss Jack O'Connor uh, into his third term as Kerry boss now uh, speaking after the game today defeating Cork uh, 217 to 11 points let's hear from Ty Morley I suppose we haven't really been involved in the whole Palermo Gara Cup so that's for years it was actually great the few games were brilliant you get great context out of them and um, it kind of takes away a bit of slog in January but two all the matches so we're delighted, delighted to get loads of games in yeah. and the performance today happy enough with the overall team yeah it was, it was okay like we have lots to work on still all the time last quarter there we probably need to Brush up a small, but they got a few scores there near the end. We were probably a little bit disappointed with that. They rattled off maybe two or three in a row there at one stage two in the third or fourth quarter. So there's definitely there's loads to work on still all the time, but nice to get the win in any regards. Obviously, it's early days, Tig under the brand new management. How have you found training? How have you found the new regime? How have you good, found yeah. Paddy Tally, etc.? You know, how yeah, good, yeah, good. It's nice freshness again, you know. Um, the sessions have been good. Um, I suppose, look, as I said, we've had loads of matches, so it doesn't feel like we've had a whole pile of sessions either, you know. But we've had a good month of work put in now, and um, we're getting fitter and stronger every week, like, and we're just looking forward to next weekend now we could start in the league and keep rolling on, you know. I just feel that there's something different this year. This, uh, there's a real competition for places along every line. You see where you were playing centre back today, mm-hmm. that half back line, you're nearly changing your whole half back line. Is this something that's going to drive Kerry this year? That there's fellas chomping at the bit, fellas have got stronger feet. Hmm. Uh, do you feel that, that that's oh, a big difference? time big time yeah it was huge competition like sure lads are, are mad to play like lads are very disappointed there they were on the bench today and you know lads are very disappointed they didn't get on for a run and you know there's huge competition there like when you have the chance to play as you said in the half back line or wherever you're put you have to put your best foot forward because there's somebody else looking for a spotlight you know so there's huge competition training the matches are great in training as well as on game day you know just a quick one obviously next week as, as was the series of starts up to Newbridge um, you know it's important to get 
get a good start to the league. I mean, this is great today, but it's, it's really about getting two uh, it is, yeah. next week. Big time, yeah. yeah. I know today was just building for next week, really, so, you know. Yeah. Today was building for next week, and the last few weeks have been, we're, we're, we were just looking at Kildare the whole time, and we're, we're, we're focused on Newbridge, and it'll be a tough day out there. It's a tight pitch, you know. It'll be, it'll be gutting for us to be coming for Jack a bit too, maybe. But, um, so we're looking forward to it. It'll be a great challenge. We're really looking forward to it. So, yeah, we're like, it's good to get a lot of bodies playing today and stuff for that. Kerry Tyke Morley and uh, we had uh, Jack O'Connor the Kerry boss before that as well uh, Kerry victorious as we said 217 to 11 points in Fitzgerald Stadium this afternoon against Cork in the McGrath Cup now we're going to turn our attentions to Munster because Munster are in action tomorrow they're taking on Wasps in the Champions Cup big game at Thoman Park tomorrow afternoon in the Heineken Champions Cup quarter past three is the kickoff time for that game and ahead of the game we're going to hear now from Munster coach Stephen Larkham speaking at the pre-match press conference uh, to Rory and some of the other media during the week. When you when you see the results that Munster are coming back with the, the wins, the W's on the board, do you get bemused at some of the commentary about the style of play or is there some part of that that's fair enough or do you think, you know, this is working for us? Well, I think you've got to be... Um, Probably a little bit more specific in terms of that commentary. I mean, there's, there's positive and negative commentary. Um, some of those games we weren't happy with. Uh, if you look at our, our previous four games, some of those games, some of the passages in those four games haven't been great. Um, and we put our hand up and said that we need to be better. Um, I'd say other games, the referee um, has made some questionable decisions that has made it very difficult for us to get a bit of a roll on. Um, and then... More recently, I think we've, we've had a couple of really good passages and a couple of really good performances. Um, probably the score didn't reflect how well we played in the last couple of games, I feel. I suppose maybe more specifically that what we would have seen from Munster over the last 10 years and before your time was that the certain style of play, once it came up to a semi-final or a final, wasn't really enough to even trouble the other teams that they played with. Is it too late in the day in the in terms of yourself and Johan, to to adapt or to increase the, the variety within your play in terms of getting to a semi-final and, and landing more of a blow than in the last few years? It's an interesting question. I, I'd be, I, I guess when you, when you ask that question and, and when you sort of see some comments like that, um, you have to question, what are you seeing in our game that's not in our game at the moment? Um, or what do you think is is hurting us or is is not strong enough? Um, I'll ask you that question first. Like, well, what is it that you feel that we're not doing well enough? Yeah, well, I'm only a civilian, but maybe Donald Lennon was saying in his column that there needs to be more strings to the bow, that if, if you spend three quarters of the season kicking so much ball, when it comes to a team that's able to match up, that that doesn't put a dent in them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think you've got to be you've got to be realistic when you look at our game um, and know that we're not the the, the key the, the team that kicks the most in most games. Um, I know we've been criticised for kicking too much in the past, um, but the stats just don't add up. Um, we feel we've got a very balanced game. We, we play the game that we want to play. We, we feel that um, when there's an opportunity on the table, we'd like to think that we're going to take those opportunities. Um, yeah, I think that we've got a. I think we've got a very sound game. I think we've been improving. I, I, I 
you know, spoken to you guys a couple of times this year and I feel, sorry, this season, and I, and I feel that we've definitely improved and we're still improving. We're looking for improvement every week. Um, there's certain elements in some weeks, like I said before, some weeks the game just doesn't come together because of the conditions or the referee um, or different circumstances. But we certainly have enough variety in our game, yeah. I could probably answer all of those specific questions. When you just talk generally that we haven't got the best game, I think that's misinformed. Stephen, uh, Stuart McAvoy, Virgin Media here. Just a word on uh, Jack Crowley, how good he was on Friday night, kicking a goal and attacking the gain line. Is that something you encouraged? Uh, that's a natural part of his game. I think um, you know he's worked really hard um, at his core skills as a 5'8" kicking, passing, game controlling, um, and I think they were top-notch on the weekend. And then he's always had that natural element to his game, that natural instinct to carry the ball uh, and carry the ball well. So it's not something that necessarily needed to be encouraged. And even your attacking intent, you know, that kick across from Roy Scannell, you know, in the first half, we encouraged by signs going forward with that sort of stuff? <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's been in our game. I guess this is this is the thing that that um, you probably need to understand is that that we've we've used that play before. We've we've used all these sort of options before. Um, it's encouraging, yeah, that it came off. Um, it's come off before for us. Like it's it, like I said before, we've got good variation in our game. It's just a matter of pulling the trigger at times when it's on. And finally, and last one for me, wasps. Is it Jack's, um, will he start again at 10, not so much as his jerseys are losing now going forward? Uh, well, that will come out on Friday. The 10 will come out on Friday. Um, I think he had a very good performance. There's no, doubt, no doubting that. Um, we've got a number of young 10s here who are pushing for the starting position. And that is Stephen Larkin, Munster coach, speaking ahead of the Munster and Wasps game tomorrow in the press conference during the week. We're going to briefly hear from Stephen Archer speaking in that press conference now too. When they talk about healthy dressing rooms and places where people can speak up and have their say, how much consensus in there, is there, or how much dissent is there amongst the playing squad about the, the way you're playing? Is it the subject of debate and conversation every now and again, or is it just heads down and you believe it is the right thing for, for this team? Yeah, I suppose that's it. It's more more so a head-down approach, you know. Um, I suppose we've a big mix of players in our squad and, you know, very experienced international players and then, you know, up-and-coming players. So, um, yeah, I think the vibes are very good and, uh, you know, it's, been, it's very much a head-down approach and, um, you know, even today there, now we've got session this morning and, uh, yeah, lads are working hard and looking to improve every day. And are you happy that the environment is there, that people are open to to comments? I mean, is there a row every now and again you would expect from an elite-level team with so many professionals that every now and again somebody says something that they don't agree with and somebody stands up to it? I mean, is, is, does that go on as well? Uh, I wouldn't so much say rowing, but it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a very uh, competitive environment, you know, particularly on the field. And uh, like any any team I've been involved in, any, any of the good teams I've involved in, a lot of competition there. And, uh, you know, fellas are trying to get better every day. And, um, yeah, look, it's a good work, work ethic around the place. And even the good young fellas coming through, you know, pushes on the likes of myself, um, knowing that, you know, if, if you don't show up and not doing your best every week, that, uh, you know, you won't get selected. What have you made of Wasps over the last couple of weeks? They've a couple of very impressive wins. Um, it, it really is going to be like facing a different team and especially that they, they'll be looking to take a, a victory there to, to progress. What are you expecting? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they've, they've had some you know, two two massive performances in the last few weeks, uh, particularly the, the the last day with fourteen men against Toulouse. That was a very impressive uh, performance for them. So yeah, look, we'll be expecting a, a big battle. Obviously, they're the last time we played them. They were down to 14, made, made our jobs a bit easier. That is Munster's Stephen Archer speaking ahead of Munster versus Wasps in the Heineken Champions Cup tomorrow. Now, uh, still Southampton won it up on Man City in the Premier League. We'll keep an eye on that for you. But on the way, we're going to hear from Mark Keane chatting to Aiden during the week. We're also going to hear from Dylan McLeod. He'll be joining me for a chat too, uh, talking about Cork City's preseason. And we're talking basketball with Glenn Meyer, all to come between now and seven. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. All right, it is Colin with you on the Big Red Bench until 7. And now we're going to hear from Mark Keane because Mark Keane made headlines last week when he revealed his decision to stay in Cork and leave AFL Club Collingwood. And he's also joined up with the Cork Hurlers in the past few weeks as well. The Bally Giblin Clubman was a huge addition actually for their side who became Munster Junior Club Hurling Champions two weeks ago. And they now face Manchester side Fulham Gales in the All-Ireland semi-final. Aiden has been chatting to Mark ahead of that game. Mark Keane is on the line. Uh, Mark, I suppose, Belly Giblin and, and Cork Hurler now as well. Uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. How have you been? Yeah, no, definitely been uh, definitely a busy few weeks coming home from Christmas from Australia and then getting getting ready to prepare for a the final with my club and then uh, opting to go with the, the hurling this year and trying to balance both cock hurling and belly giving them but um, it's, it's working out at the moment and hopefully it uh, works out well Exactly yeah Munster, Munster Champions of course with, with your club belly giving uh, that must have been a great day for the for the community last Sunday uh, It was unreal um, just see everyone from belly giving uh, delighted and jumping in giants great for the kids as well it, um, it encourages, encourages them to keep playing sport and uh, keeps them interested in, in in the hurling over the winter and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's actually great for people in in Belgium and gives them something to look forward to um, this Sunday in the middle of January. Yeah, as you say, an All Ireland semi final next. Uh, f- uh, Gales of Manchester, which is uh, something a bit different. Uh, you must be looking forward to that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, looking forward to now this Sunday. See, um, we've never we've never played outside of Cork yet this year or ever. So, um, be interesting to see how we get on both in Port Leash now this Sunday. But it's definitely a big big day for the club. Um, it's obviously. Um, huge strides in the club and stuff like that so now we're, we're looking forward to the challenge that lies ahead of us and uh, be a very very tough tough task how, how much exactly can you find out about a, a side coming over from England uh, not a whole but I suppose um, I know there's two boys in Cork playing them already but other than that I have the clue about their team um, and I don't think anyone from Belly Gilman kind of does um, cause you don't know who's who's playing with them, where they're from, or anything like that. So, but uh, we'll um, we'll expect our best, and yeah, they'll be very hard to beat. Certainly, yeah, it's certainly a different challenge, and uh, uh, certainly one you'll be all looking forward to. Um, you've made uh, just a few headlines uh, in the last week with your decision not to return to Australia. Uh, can you tell us why you have chosen to leave the AFL behind? Yeah, look, I, I suppose I spent three and a half years there now, and uh, I've come home every chance I've got. I haven't even stayed over every off season I have had or any Christmas I've had. I've always come home for it, and um, yeah, at this time I just I suppose I wasn't ready to go back, and I suppose that was kind of my heart telling me that um, it's uh, time to stay at home. So um, yeah, I suppose I know I made a big decision in leaving it, but I've always wanted to play hurling and football for Cork and my club, but. 
um, that, that's not the main reason but I was, I was always kind of a home bird so um, yeah that's the main reason well I suppose it's only natural that the fact that you had the success with Belly Giblin in the last couple of weeks that it probably would have uh, fed into your, your decision a small bit uh, well, sure I suppose uh, I, I didn't I didn't read into that too much but especially uh, with Belly Giblin being on a good run um, uh, made me something to look forward to come January and February but um, it didn't have a whole, a whole pile in the decision What did you learn over uh, at Collingwood from, from an athlete's point of view? Um, yeah, you would learn loads like even the professionalism as in uh, minding your own body with recovery with food and uh, running what kind of running what kind of speed work what kind of fitness work you must do what the gym programs how much you need to do each week and and then other, thing, other small things like handling uh, game sense and also uh, marking the ball there must have been difficult times over there as well I suppose considering as you said you're, you're a young lad and you you said there you're a bit of a home bird uh, what were the big biggest challenges out there? Uh, the big challenges were I suppose when Australia went into lockdown over there um, we we were just yeah we weren't allowed going to shops we weren't allowed going to pubs restaurants um, basically the AFL just went into lockdown but the season kept going but we weren't allowed to do most things just to keep the season going and other things as well, when you're not playing the first team when you're on this when you're not when you're playing VFL um, yeah kind of looking up at the first team thinking why, why aren't you there and stuff like that They're that is Mark Keane chatting to Aidan, uh, chatting there at the end about uh, his time in Australia with Collingwood and he's decided now to stay in Cork and as we said linked up with the Cork Hurlers in the past few weeks and of course uh, Bally Giblin taking on Fulham Gales in the All-Ireland semi-final as well. Uh, now we're going to turn our attentions to football once again and uh, just before we talk Cork City, latest score update uh, in the Premier League, Man City still trailing Southampton by a goal to nil Southampton won Man City nil but uh, Cork City get their brand new season underway on the 18th of February and they've already had a couple of pre-season games and uh, they've beaten uh, Killarney Celtic they've beaten UCD during the week as well and a man who's been banging in goals getting quite a few goals is Dylan McGlade and uh, he joins me now uh, Dylan how are you? Yeah not too bad Colm how are you? Very good um, and as I said you've been a uh, Having a good pre-season so far, uh, two games so far in pre-season, down in Killarney, a 3-1 win uh, last week, and then uh, during the week as well, uh, a good win up in UCD, 2-0. So um, you've scored in both games, got two down in Killarney, and then got a cracker um, of a free kick against UCD, so you must be happy with how things are going so far. Yeah, I'm pretty happy to be fair. Um, it's always good to kind of get on the score sheet in pre-season, it's good for the confidence, and then obviously as well as that the team is... Uh, playing well and, and we're winning games so we, we've been working hard in pre-season to be fair now to Colin uh, it's, uh, it's been tough but obviously it's translating then onto the pitch uh, we look fit and uh, we're playing well we're creating a lot of chances so it's, uh, it's very positive uh, to kind of start the pre-season like that and hopefully now we can continue it on for the rest of it and then into the first game of the season yeah, and I mean, there's kind of high expectations of Cork City this season. I think I think people are kind of... Last season, people weren't expecting promotion. Maybe this season, fans are expecting uh, promotion or certainly a crack off the playoffs anyway. But like, I was speaking to Barry Coffey and I was speaking to Colin about it and things as well. It's a tough, tough league, the first division. If you look at it, Dylan, I mean, there's there's teams there that likes Waterford are after coming back down. you got Galway, you got Bray, you, you got Longford are back down there. It's got to be competitive and there's only one automatic spot. So, I mean, it, it's tough to get out of, isn't it? Oh no, hundred percent. I think I've said this every year, kind of like kind of thing. Every year I've played in this division, but uh, 
I think this this year could be the the, the toughest one yet. Like uh, there's some massive clubs in there, and some some of the teams are putting together very good squads, and um, a lot of teams even um, I know was Wexford are putting together a very strong mm-hmm. squad, a lot of experience, a lot of names uh, down there now. So it's definitely going to be very competitive, and there's definitely is kind of the expectation on on this club that to kind of have a crack and, and make sure that we try and get back up into the pen but I mean um, the fans are fully entitled to have that expectation I mean this is a massive club um, it's a good squad we've, we've strengthened again from last year we finished very strong last season um, and we've strengthened on the squad again so um, I think it's expectations but I think it's good expectations and I think it's the expectations of the fans that is really going to drive the club forward this year um, especially the lads on the pitch I know most of us can't wait to get back out um, in the cross and obviously with the um, the announcement there yesterday that it's full capacity back like you'd fully expect kind of the cross to be absolutely rocking this season if we can kind of hit uh, hit the ground running the first game of the season and, and, and go from there and I think there seems to be a good buzz around the city and stuff like that and a good buzz around the fans so hopefully we can kind of um, repay that faith that uh, the club and the fans have kind of shown with their support Absolutely, and uh, you mentioned like the the announcement of the restrictions yesterday, and we're all delighted about that in every respect. Be it the the sport and the pubs and the nightclubs and the the cinemas and the theatres, the whole lot is fantastic. But from Cork City's perspective and your perspective, Dylan, I mean, um, that first game against Galway, now the first home game, that should be a huge crowd in the cross, and that's really going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to drive you guys on because if you look back at last season, the first half of the season was quite poor. Second half of the season was a lot better, and that actually coincided with the crowds coming back. So that probably gave you a bit of momentum as well. Oh, hundred um, percent. I know personally for myself, um, I get such a kick out of playing in front of fans, and the more fans that are in the stadium, the more I kind of want to turn it on and want to play like I know last year and the year before that kind of playing and empty stadiums like I know I know everybody kind of would be like oh well you're a professional footballer it's your job blah 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 but it's so tough to get yourself up mm. and, and kind of feel like an occasion where every time we're going to step out across this season hopefully the crowds are going to be very good and there's that kind of support and when the first tackle goes in, or the, or the first good chance, and you hear that first roar of the crowd, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be brilliant for for the players to kind of get us up and, and and get us going. And we want to turn the cross back into a fortress, like it like it has been over the last couple of years, and we want to we want to turn it back into that. Um, and I think that first game against Galway, um, with that kind of like little rivalry going on there, like that will be hopefully a big crowd. And and I've even seen a couple of things here and there saying that supposed to be a good crowd going up to the Bray on the first day of the season so like that's, that's going to be tremendous like and, and it's going to be absolutely brilliant for the boys to have that kind of support home and away Absolutely and I imagine there there are a lot of fans heading up to Bray for the first game I think fans are dying to get back to game so it'll, it'll be fantastic and I mean it'll be great across the season now with the crowds back as well um, as we said Dylan you, you got the few goals in pre-season um, you scored one or two kind of crackers last year as well but uh, that goal the other night it's doing the rounds on Twitter and Instagram all week uh, the free kick against UCD obviously you'd like to get a, a few more like that in uh, I suppose in competitive games wouldn't you? Yeah definitely I think I'm always due kind of one decent one a season so I'm hoping that that's not that goes away now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be uh, a shame but, to waste it in pre-season, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. But uh, now, look, it's, it's, it's something that I've kind of 
all all we've been working on over the last year or two, and um, that kind of technique. And I actually, funny enough, kind of prefer to be a bit further out. Like like that kind of distance is kind of more more range rather than closer. But um, I think like I always have have a expectation on myself to hit double figures um, in a season. And the last year or two, I've not really done that. Especially last year, I was quite disappointed not to score a couple more goals. Um, so definitely this year, um, what was really kind of going for for games and stronger squad and um, dominating the ball a lot more. Hopefully, we'll be able to create more chances, and then obviously, hopefully, it will um, relate into goals for me and the rest of the front boys because. Look, the, the lads at the back towards the, the end of last year were keeping a lot of clean sheets and we were keeping a lot of clean sheets as a team so it's really just the, the four players kind of started chipping with a lot of goals and me, Murph and Dylan and Bagby and Rory and stuff will really be trying to look look to, to improve on that from last year. Absolutely. And... Um couple of pre-season games uh, to come still against Finn Harps and St. Pat's and Shelburne so before the season even starts so I mean you'll have a good pre-season under your belt at that stage um, and how, how's it going in training and stuff is everyone looking kind of sharp and lively? Yeah now uh, starting to now like the first week or two of pre-season is always kind of like <laughs> especially, especially when you're straight out of Christmas <laughs> yeah it's just about getting your fitness in and it's more of a more of a kind of slog and stuff like that but now we're kind of getting into the middle now um, you can even see in training there today and yesterday, the boys are starting to look sharp and starting to move the ball very well and, and the fitness levels are starting to get up. Um, so, obviously, um, the next three games are kind of against more Premier Division teams, so um, they're going to be tougher games. But look, we had a, we had a strong pre-season last season. Um, we played against some Premier Division teams and and we won or, or, or had very good performances. So, no doubt with this point, the kind of squad that we have this year that we'll finish pre-season strongly and um, take that into the first game of the season and hopefully like we said get a good start and, and, and get the ball rolling Hopefully I mean it'd be fantastic get a good start and drive it on for the season then uh, just four weeks to go until the start of the new League of Ireland season uh, City as we said away to uh, Bray in the first game and then the first home game the following week against Galway I think it's the 25th that game Friday 25th of Feb uh, Listen Dylan best of luck with the rest of pre-season hopefully you bang in a few more but maybe save some of the goals for the uh, competitive games as well will you? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Alright thanks Dylan um, That's Dylan McLeod they're talking in Cork City's pre-season uh, the season starts on the 18th of Feb Right Right, uh, we're almost out of time. We've got to turn our attention quickly to basketball because uh, it is a big day for the address UCC Glanmire. They take on DCU Mercy in the National Cup final tomorrow evening. Ahead of that game, Jer has been chatting to the Glanmire camp. First up, we'll briefly hear from Claire Melia. Ahead of this weekend's Paddy O'Connor Women's National Basketball Cup Final, the address UCC Glenmore taking on DCU Mercy um, on Sunday, January 23rd. It's live on TNG as well at 20 past five tip-off. We're delighted to be joined on the line here on the Big Red Bench by Irish International Claire Amelia. Claire, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, thank you for taking time out of a very busy and hectic and probably um, you know intense schedule in the week before a national cup final. Can I ask you first of all, just the week of a cup final like this, is it does it feel different, or are yourself and Mark Scannell, your head coach and players, just trying to treat it as a normal week as much as you possibly can? Uh, just trying to treat it as a normal week. Sure, it's just like another game. You want to go out and win it and try your best. Yeah, you're taking on DCU Mercy, a team you know quite well. This is a really, really tough opponent to have in a, in a National Cup final. Yeah, we played them um, 
think it was back it was in December and we only bet them by three points uh, but looking back on that game we have a lot of things to improve on as well especially our defence so hopefully that can help us this again Indeed, and another good thing for you and from your point of view, Claire, is that UCC Glanmire are having a right tough run in as they as they come to that final. You defeated Singleton Super Value Brunel in the semi final, and you played them um, just this past weekend as well uh, in another tight, tough game in the Women's Super League. Yeah, it's good to have the tough games coming up to it, so you're not uh, beating teams by too much. And even we played Wildcats on Wednesday, so. That game was to sort of get two points ahead in the league and then winning the game on Saturday as well helped us uh, get back up on top by five points. So it was good to get two tough games before the final. Does it help when you have that cushion at the top of the table, Claire, um, that you can just shut off from the league now completely, just temporarily, and just focus completely on the cup? Uh, yeah, it's more sort of confident than anything. You know, you're not worried about uh, catching back up on games because uh, we had two losses this year. So that obviously set us back a bit. So it's good to be back up on top again. That is Claire Amelia speaking to Jura ahead of the address UCC Glanmire taking on DCU Mercy in the National Cup final tomorrow evening. Very briefly now before we finish here from um, the, their boss there, Glanmire boss, uh, Mark Scannell as well speaking to Jura. Joined on the line now by the address UCC Glanmire head coach, uh, Mark Scannell. Mark, you're very welcome to the Big Red Bench. How are you? Very good now, thanks. Busy busy couple of weeks, but uh, should we, we enjoy those kind of weeks. Yeah, I was just going to say, things. this is really what you call the cliche, the business end of the season for the address UCC Glanmire. Not alone are you preparing for the Paddy O'Connor Women's National Cup Final against DCU Mercy, but you've also got a huge game this weekend um, in the Women's Super League against a team that you know quite well at this stage, Singleton Super Value Brunel, who you beat in the semi-finals. Rather than just focusing on that one particular match, how happy are you with your team's form and where your team and where your full squad and team are at at this time of the year? Um, yeah, we're very happy. It's um, it's been a very kind of a stop start season, I suppose, in the early part of it, and obviously with 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 the COVID and everything, it 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 upset a lot of people's preparations. And you know, all teams had to suffer in different ways. Um, lack of ability to train, cases, you know, the usual. But I I think we've all kind of just done the best we can to try and keep our teams taking over the best way that we could. And now, thankfully for us, touch wood. Um, you know, the team just seems to be gelling and, and, and sort of reaching form kind of at the right time, you know. Um, there's a good camaraderie there. there there's, there's there's a very, very good focus and kind of good buzz in the squad. And, um, you know, the matches are coming thick and fast and I think we haven't time to focus on too much ahead. It's kind of one game at a time and... That is Mark Scannell, the uh, address UCC Glanmire boss, speaking ahead of their National Cup final tomorrow. Uh, we are pretty much out of time. Uh, Man City have equalised in the Premier League. Southampton won, Man City won now is how it stands there. You'd imagine City will probably go on to claim the three points there. Uh, 70 minutes on the clock in that one. That is it from me for this evening. Rory's here tomorrow on the Big Red Bench from 6. Stevie G is on the way. Enjoy your freedom Saturday night tonight. Have a great time if you're heading out and stand by for Stevie with all the Saturday night tunes. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie.